Hello and welcome to Unlocking Your Coaching and Leadership Potential. This podcast is for people who are passionate about helping themselves and others fulfill their potential and who want to know how NLP, coaching and the neuroscience of your multiple brains can support you in living life to the fullest. If you want to know more about training in NLP, becoming an NLP or highest potential coach, then links to my socials and mailing list are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to this episode of Unlocking Your Coaching and Leadership Potential podcast with me, your host, Sarah Fletcher. So I'm going to be taking a little bit more of a dive into the presuppositions of NLP. So you may have heard a previous episode where I talked about, I think it was about three or four of them, and I'm going to be talking about some more in this episode. So I'm going to be focusing on how you as a coach or a leader can embody the NLP presuppositions to enhance your work to enhance the rapport that you build with your clients or the people that you're leading and to really consider how you can work more effectively by using the NLP presuppositions. So what are they to begin with? Let's explore that first of all. So you may already know that NLP was modelled from personal excellence and what Bandler and Grinder identified and discovered from the therapists that they modelled was that they held a certain set of beliefs or principles of working. They believed certain things about their clients and they also believed certain things about themselves as a therapist. And these beliefs of excellence became their sort of guiding principles when working with others. Because these therapists that were modelled got excellent results with their clients. So if you know a little bit of history of NLP, then you'll know that Milton Erickson, who was an extremely famous hypnotherapist, was able to support his clients to get transformational results through using the unconscious. And the way that he got rapport with his clients was extremely skillful. And he believed that all problems could be solved and that your unconscious mind had all the answers for your challenges and your struggles and your difficulties. And then there was Virginia Satir, who was a family therapist, and she was extremely skilled at working with families to resolve conflict. So what they modelled was that these beliefs of excellence helped these famous therapists to really get these fantastic results with their clients. So these became the NLP presuppositions, because embodying them and acting as if they are true supports you as a leader or a coach or generally in your own life to become more effective and to have that high level of personal excellence. So I'm going to just cover a few with you in this one and you can catch up on my previous episode where I'm talking about some of the other NLP presuppositions as well. So first of all, let's start with this one. In any interaction, the person with the greatest flexibility will have most influence in that situation. So this is a really interesting one because what often happens is that we want other people to change. You know, we might be interacting with somebody and we might be putting our opinion on them or wanting them to change their behavior or agree with us. And as a coach or a leader or an educator, or a therapist, 
to have high level personal excellence and to work with somebody in the most effective way, what you're doing is you're entering into their map of the world. You're entering into how they perceive things, their point of view, how they understand and operate in the world so that you can be more flexible in your communication with them. You can be more flexible in how you work with them and ultimately then you can pace and lead them to sort of where they want to be to achieve their outcomes and their goals. And a sort of presupposition that aligns with that presupposition is that NLP is all about having more choice in the world. So when we can change our own behavior, our own perspective, our own thought, the way that we view the world to enter into somebody else's map of the world and enter into some how somebody else perceives things and how they view the world, then we become more flexible in the way that we operate with them. And this is really, I suppose, the, the language of influence and the behavior of influence, that you meet people where they are at in their map of the world. And if you want to be an excellent coach or an excellent leader or somebody who supports somebody really effectively, then one of the skills is to be able to walk alongside them and step into their map of the world and understand at a deep level where they're coming from, where their beliefs have come from, and how they operate in the world, what makes sense to them. And one of the questions that I'll often, you know, ask myself when I'm coaching or even when I'm just interacting with people or being getting curious about people, you know, I'll ask myself the question, what must be true for that person? for them to behave in that way or for them to have that opinion or for them to be expressing themselves in that way in the world. So we open up then that mindset of curiosity, of you know being being in tune with somebody else and really really getting to know them on a deep level. So that presupposition that in any interaction the person with the greatest flexibility will have the greatest influence in any interaction. So it starts with you as a coach or a leader, and not even really as a coach or a leader, just in general in life, when we can be more flexible in our approach with people, then whoa, you know, life is so much easier. Unfortunately for many of us, we get stuck in our own thinking, in our own perspective, in our own opinion, in our own way of the world, and can sometimes find it really difficult to communicate effectively with others and to see other people's perspectives. So ultimately, like I say, NLP is about having more choice. So we're teaching our clients or the people that you're leading to have more choice. And what you're doing you know, when you do that is you are, if you like, role modeling a way of being in the world. So unconsciously, the people that you're coaching or leading or educating or supporting are modeling what you're doing. So you're modeling this excellence for them and excellence in, you know, influence, excellence in communication, excellence in being flexible with your approach and the way that you deal with people and situations. And then moving on to the next one. So I sort of as well added into that one about having more choice. And that presupposition is that there's always choice. We always have choice. We have choice about how we think. We have choice about how we feel. We have choice about how we respond to situations. We can't make people do things. Sometimes things happen in life that are out of our control. And, you know, life is uncertain at times. What we can do is give ourselves that freedom, if you like, and that empowerment to 
think in ways that are supportive of a happy, healthy life, to respond to things in a way that reduces our stress and dissolves our anxiety or worry or overwhelm or fear. So we're all, it's always about, in NLP, um, demonstrating how we can have choice in how we think, feel and behave. And that very much fits with that presupposition of the person with the greatest flexibility will have the greatest influence. It's all about that influence of language, of behaviour, of communicating more effectively with people and ultimately getting on better with people, having better relationships, you know, being that person in the room that people want to come and talk to, that people want to have conversation with, that people are inspired by. And if you're a leader or a coach, then you know, one of your values is probably around inspiring and motivating people and wanting to be somebody who can help and support people in the best possible way. So the next one here is that it's another one that kind of links with this is that it's easier to change ourselves than it is to change others. NLP is very much about taking personal responsibility for your life, owning the direction of your life and deciding consciously what you want from your life, which which direction you're going to go in and taking ownership for that. Often what can happen is people get stuck in that kind of effect way of thinking, that blame, that, you know, it's all somebody else's fault or it's because this is going on in my life that I can't achieve this or I can't do that or, you know, somebody else is stopping me from. So when people are in that sort of effect and helplessness often and powerlessness, it can really prevent them from excelling and achieving and um, yeah, fulfilling their goals and um, being who they want to be. So this presupposition that it's easier to change ourselves than others basically means that if you're in an interaction with somebody, if you're communicating with somebody, then take a, you know, a moment, a pause to kind of do a self-inventory and really become aware of your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own behaviours and change that in order to have an influence with somebody else. So again, it fits really with that other presupposition as well. And it's about that be the change you wish to see, that Gandhi quote. If you want something different in your relationships or if you want something different at work or you want something different in your health and well-being, then it's about taking ownership of that. And as a coach or a leader or an educator, we can support people in taking ownership of their life and um, taking that personal responsibility for the for the direction by showing them how to um, be the change that they wish to see, how to live in cause, causing their life, creating things in their life, being the designer of their life, rather than the person who's kind of in that passenger seat and waiting for things to happen or um, you know being reactive. To things. So as a coach or leader, we can help people to be proactive, to take the necessary steps, to move into action, to mobilize themselves, to achieve the things that they want in their life. So that one, it's easier to change yourself than it is to others. You know, as a coach or leader, we're supporting people in shining their light on themselves, shining that spotlight on themselves, on their own thinking, on their own behaviors, to actually change things within them in order to have that change that they're seeing seeking on the outside, the change that they're seeking in their life. And 
that's really freeing and empowering for them. Now, it might be that somebody that you're supporting has got used to playing that role of perhaps victim or being at effect rather than cause. So that might might take some questioning or some deeper work to support them in finding that motivation for being more in cause uh, rather than effect in their life. And then finally, another one is that clients aren't broken. People don't need fixing. Every single human being isn't broken. They don't need fixing. And this can really support you when you're working with people because we're not there to rescue. This kind of enters into that drama triangle. We're not there to take the power from our clients or people that you're leading. We're not there to give advice or tell people what they should be doing from your map of the world and assuming that you know what is right or what is best for them. What you're doing as a coach or a leader is that you're empowering people to really take ownership of you know, the decisions in their life and move forwards in a way that is right for them and people come sometimes to coaching or you know even perhaps as you as you might be leading people or working with others people come sometimes feeling flawed or fundamentally like there's something wrong with them and this is you know this is really common because often when people are seeking coaching they are there's like a discrepancy between where they are now and where they want to be and there's a gap between where they are now and where they want to be and sometimes this can be because they feel flawed they feel broken they've been perhaps doing patterns of behavior or patterns of thinking that have been um, part of who they are and it might be limiting their potential, limiting their growth, limiting them from having happy, good, fulfilling, flourishing relationships, limiting them from feeling good about themselves, limiting them from believing that you know they are a deserving and good enough person. So these patterns of behavior that they're running, these strategies that they've developed through life might make them feel like they are broken. So I'll you know often have clients who say, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just sort it out? Why can't I just be the person I want to be? Why can't I change these things? Why do I keep going back into behaviors and habits that I want to break, I want to change that that aren't good for me. So then people feel or can feel fundamentally flawed and like they are broken. So again, in NLP, we say that people actually work perfectly. And what that means is we develop patterns of being and strategies and ways of doing things and habits because somewhere in our life, they have served us, they have made sense to us. They've been set up as maybe a, su- a survival strategy or a way of, you know, fitting in with the world, a way of being accepted or a way of, you know, getting love and affection and attention. So these patterns of um, behavior and habits become our survival strategies unconsciously. So when we're working with clients from a NLP perspective, we're looking at that individual as somebody who isn't broken, broken. They don't need rescuing. They don't need us to sort it out for them and to fix them. Actually, what they need is to understand themselves better, to have self-awareness around their own patterns, their own behaviors, their own ways of being in the world, so that then they can start to unlearn some of the things that are no longer working for them and relearn and re-educate their brains so that they can actually become who they want to be, so that they can overcome their challenges and their struggles. In fact, 
actually they transform those challenges and struggles into into breakthroughs and then they can achieve their goals and outcomes they can become who they want to be they can have the life that they are truly meant to be living so people aren't broken they don't need fixing they actually work perfectly and what we do with NLP is we help people to unlearn those programs and patterns and strategies that are limiting them keeping them stuck no longer serving them And, you know, we show that, we help them to have that compassion and kindness for themselves that these patterns served them. You know, there's no need to feel angry with them or frustrated or annoyed. Actually, they worked um, and have served them in becoming who they are. But it doesn't mean to say that they're serving them now or for the person they want to become. Okay, so that brings this episode to a close. And I'd love for you to sign up to my mailing list or follow me over on Instagram at Sarah Fletcher Coaching. And I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day.